Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Welcome and Happy New Year's, everyone. Well, today we're doing our Golden Bowl Ceremony, and it occurs to me, some of you are probably wondering, well, what the heck exactly is that? I I mean, we can see a Golden Bowl here, but, you know, it's empty, and, like, what's the big deal? Well, upstairs, what you may not know is upstairs we have what we call a practitioner room, and throughout the year, probably hundreds, maybe, maybe more than hundreds of prayers get said in that room. This Golden Bowl sits in that room, And the benefit of all of those hundreds of prayers, among other things, get channeled into the intentions that we're going to put in this golden bowl today. Now, because of the pandemic, because of safety issues, we're going to do this a little bit different this year. There's actually three different ways that you can get your intentions in those bowls. We will have an opportunity for you to come up and place your intentions physically in the bowl if you like. Also, when we send the the basket around for the collections, you don't even have have to get up if you don't want to. You can put your intentions in there and we'll make sure it gets in the bowl. And then finally, for those of you online or would prefer a completely touchless method, uh, if you go to cslportland.org slash intentions, you can actually fill out a form. We'll print them out and put them in the bowl. So I just want to reassure you this year, we're, we're playing it as safe as you'd like. However you would like, uh, we'll make sure that your intentions get in the bowl. We will be honoring and witnessing your intentions. And it is my belief that where two or more are gathered as a witness to those intentions, spirit is right there to begin acting upon them. So, so that's the plan. Um, but you might be asking, so what is an intention? Is it any different than a New Year's resolution And some of you might even want to challenge me a little bit. Like, uh, are these effective? Are these any better than your average uh, uh, New Year's resolution? And so I think to start out, I probably should start out with a joke. (laughs) Just Just to illustrate how this works. So Peter is at work on January 3rd, turns to his friend Ken and asks for a cigarette. I thought you made a New Year's resolution to quit smoking, Ken responds. Oh, I did, said Peter, but it's quite a process, you know. I'm still in phase one. Phase one? What, what, a phase one of not smoking? What's that? Well, that's the phase where you still smoke, but you just feel guiltier and guiltier <laughs> about it. And, and in fact, you bum uh, cigarettes from friends instead of buying them. But you know, after a while, I'll progress to phase two. Oh, said his friend with some relief. So that's when you stop smoking. Oh no, says Peter. Then I'll only sneak cigarettes in private and feel guilty for hiding them. Well, Ken thinks a minute and then asks, well, is there a phase three? I suppose so, says Peter, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. (laughs) And I, you know, I, my fear is that many of our best New Year's resolutions kind of go that way. To begin with, they're a little bit half-hearted, a little bit vague. 
and not really a good plan to go with them. And my fear is, and my suggestion is, not to do resolutions that are fairly open-ended and which there's no plan to go with them. So an example would be, uh, well, I'm going to, you know, lose 40 pounds, or I'm going to go, I- I'm going to start going to the gym. Uh, do you see how kind of unlikely these are? I'm going to start going to the gym. Well, you know, one could say you're already successful because you're gonna. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I I suppose back to Peter here, that would be phase one. Well, I'm just gonna. (laughs) Uh, So so first of all, I want to suggest that that a good resolution, a good intention has to be a little more specific than just, I want to get healthier. And you might think of it in terms of, first of all, something that can be measured. And I would suggest, too, begin thinking of it in phases. That wasn't a bad idea that Peter had, right? Have, if your goal is to, uh, something fairly grand, it, it normally has phases. It normally has steps. It normally has a progression. And if all you're doing is looking at the end product, let's say maybe you want to finish up your college degree, right? Well, just to have, just to have that as your goal, my gosh, that's maybe 25 classes away from now. Do you see? It's kind of a, it's a lo- it's a lovely goal, but it doesn't really keep you moving along. I always think a great intention not only is measurable, but it's measurable in the reasonably near term. So maybe a goal around going back to school and finishing your degree is planning a time to study every day. Every day I'm going to spend a couple hours, have that available for me to be reading my books, doing my studying, building good study habits. Something that you really could measure every day. Something that has an intention that you can work on every day. The other thing that I would suggest is that it is definable well enough so that if you made any particular movement in that area, you could say to yourself, is this taking me closer to my goal? Or is it taking me further away from my goal? Or is it just neutral? And then I would say, you know, pay attention here. If it's taking you further away from your goal, why are you doing it? If your goal really is to get more fit, right? Taking a new job where you sit all day, it's like, hello, right? And so if you have something that you really have enough teeth in it, enough enough definability in your goal, so you can use it as a compass, really useful. Then literally throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month, you can say, if I do this or if I don't do this, is it allowing me to move forward? Is it actually sending me backward? Or is it just neutral? No big deal either way. So I think those are the big three, and let me recap them for you just for a minute, and then we're going to move on to something else. Is my intention or is my resolution, is it measurable? Is it something that I really can use as that compass point? Is it something that has some teeth to it? Is it something that is definable well enough that you can feel the progress? Not just that, just not that goal that is so far out there that you really don't have a sense of making progress towards it.
And one of the tips, you know, I think it was last year or maybe the, bef- uh, the year before, on Sundays we used a book called Mini Habits. And the suggestion in the Mini Habit book, if we want to build a new habit, is it needs to be something that you could actually measure nearly every day, a little bite-sized habit. So again, if it's uh, maybe losing weight or becoming more fit, is it something you can measure every single day? And it doesn't need to be a big thing either. Maybe your goal is simply to record all of the calories that you eat every day, right? Not some giant goal. I'm simply going to do something that I know I can do. It's kind of an easy win, I can sit down, or, or, or if it is uh, may, maybe a new exercise program, you know, let's not go for, you know, 10 hours a week of exercise, right? That would be so easy to fall down on. <laughs> Instead, just say that you're going to commit on your calendar three times a week for exercise activity, and, and, and just know that you can do that. And the activity is going to be as long or as short as you have time for it. And you'll begin building that up, but it will become a habit. You'll have the habit of, say, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 3 o'clock that you're doing physical activity. And then don't beat yourself up. Some weeks it might only be five minutes. Some weeks it might be an hour of exercise. But you've built the habit that three times a week you know you're doing some physical activity. Do you see how this works? It's much better to build the habit and then add to the habit than it is to end up with something that you can't manage. Because then you feel the defeat, you feel the shame, you get all the negative energy of not being able to meet that grand plan when in reality you can just start as small as you want. And then you celebrate it as you build it, right? I'm up to working out uh, three times a week for an hour now, right? So measurable, small bite-sized things, not so grand that you feel defeated starting it. These are some of the really important elements. The other thing I want to talk about, though, today is releasing. I have the theory that we have to make room for new habits. And this is actually more of a mental thing than it is anything else. My personal belief is that there is something that is already keeping us from treating ourselves well. (laughs) Now you you can debate me on this, But let's say that you have some kind of a goal in your life. It's to go back to school. Uh, You have a goal in your life. It's to become more physically fit. You have a goal in your life. It's to maybe work out issues in your marriage. You know it's good for you already, or it wouldn't be something that you're contemplating as a resolution or an intention. I would like to suggest there is something that you're doing or that you're thinking right now that's keeping you from that. You already know it would be good for you. And so if you don't change something in yourself, what makes you think that overnight you're going to start doing that thing that you already know is good for you? There must be something, some thinking, some existing habit. There's something in you that's preventing you from already doing already experiencing, already being 
what you want in life. And so my thought, and I'm going to lead you, if you're willing, in a short meditation and see if we can't let go of some of those things that are standing in the way. So I invite you to close your eyes and just follow my voice for a bit. Just sit comfortably, feet on the floor. Just allow your arms and legs to be uncrossed. If you like, you can rest your hands in your lap. Let your eyes gently close or fix them on a point in front of you. And just take a couple deep breaths in and let them go. Breathe in and breathe out. Just notice the sound of your own breath as you continue to breathe. And imagine that you're in a forest standing on the bank of a gently flowing stream. It's a pleasantly warm, easygoing day. Soft sunlight filters down through the trees and leaves. Imagine that it's fall and the forest is alive with color. Luscious hues of red and yellow brighten the canopy overhead. As you breathe in, you notice the light scent of the trees of the forest. Before you is a stream. Notice the sunlight sparkling on the water. Hear the gentle sound of the water as it moves over the rock. Notice that there are leaves from the trees floating past on the surface of the stream. They're all of different shapes and sizes and colors, just sliding by, passing through your sight down the stream. This is all you need to do for now. Just notice the leaves passing by. I now invite you to become aware of your thoughts, feelings, and sensations. Each time you notice a thought, a feeling, or a sensation, imagine placing it on one of those leaves and just allowing it to float down the stream. Do this regardless of whether the thoughts, the feelings, or the sensations are positive or negative, whether they're pleasurable or painful. Even if they're the most wonderful thoughts, just feel them being placed on one of those leaves and let them float by. This is, after all, the nature of memory, the nature of our thoughts. They come into mind and then they just slide effortlessly away. Now gently turn your awareness to some of the thoughts, beliefs, and the worries of 2021. These are the things and ideas that perhaps have troubled you throughout this year. These are the thoughts and the beliefs and the actions that have had a negative impact on your life. They might include worries about the pandemic negative thoughts about our political system. They might be fears about disease or unhappiness. They might be fears about violence or disenfranchisement. 
2021 held a lot of negativity for many of us. Just allow these thoughts, these emotions and beliefs, the things that may have held you back, the things that may have kept you from fully feeling alive, just one by one, put them on a leaf and allow them to flow out of your consciousness. Bless them on their way. They may have served a purpose then, but you don't need to carry them with you any longer. Just continue to put any negative thoughts or feelings about this last year on these leaves as they pass by. There they go. Just down the stream now, out of sight. And see if you can notice a slight change in you as you bid farewell to a fear. Do you feel lighter? Is there a lightness now to your shoulders or your stomach? As you let go of some of the negativity of 2021, do you see that it creates a space for newness? As fear goes out, it's replaced by hope. As trouble leaves you, there is now room for the good part of life. By acknowledging your troubling thoughts and beliefs, you can accept them and release them on the stream of spirit. Continue to release your concerns about this past year, about anything holding you back, anything dragging you down, anything holding you in bondage. Just continue to release them. And if your thoughts stop, if, you, if you're complete with these exercises, just watch the stream. It is the stream of your thinking, the stream of your life, always in movement. There, always with that promise of peace and that promise of newness. It's normal and natural to lose track of this exercise. Your mind will wander. That's okay. The thoughts do come in and move out, even as the distress we have felt around this last year moved in and is now being released. Now it's time to allow the image of the stream to dissolve. Slowly bring your attention back to this room, back to sitting in your chair, you can gently open your eyes and notice the room around you. Welcome back. So I think it's time for us to begin our golden bowl ceremony. In your programs should be two slips of paper. The white slip of paper is a place where you can write down some of the negativity that you'd like to release from this year. You can picture it as one of those leaves that we just let go of. And then on the yellow piece of paper, that's the piece of paper that's going to go into our golden bowl. I recommend starting with one intention. There might be lots of things you want to accomplish in 2022. I know I have a number of goals for myself. I think this works best if you choose just the one that's most important to you. 
if one goal, if one intention, if one resolution were to be fully realized in your life, the one that would make the most difference, what would that be? And I invite you to write that down on the yellow piece of paper. What could make the most difference in your life? Would it be a process of healthier eating? Would it be repairing a relationship that perhaps has gone sideways? Would it be ushering more abundance into your life or more love into your life? What would make all of the difference? And remember those, uh, those few suggestions I had. See if it's something that you can measure. Is it something that if it were to be true right now, how would your life be different? If it were already accomplished, what would that feel like? You might want to include the feeling in your intentions as well. Maybe it's actually more important to feel love than to be loved. Maybe it's more important to feel that your life is luxurious than it is to have simply more money in your bank account. As you have completed both slips of paper, you have some options. We are going to be doing a collection today. A basket will go around. You, of course, can just put them in the basket and we'll, we'll make sure the two slips of paper, uh, the yellow one ends up in the golden bowl and we'll take care of, uh, of burning your troubles. Uh, one year we had a burning bowl here too and set off the fire alarm, so we're not, we're, we're, we're not going to do that. But I, honestly, I will take care of burning up your, uh, uh, the things you're willing to leave behind. And there's a little box here that says, place your troubles here. And so I simply invite you to take advantage of either uh, doing this online. Again, for those of you on the internet at cslportland.org slash intentions. And then for those of you here in the sanctuary, uh, feel free just to come up as you like and uh, place the white slip of paper in the box and the yellow slip of paper in the golden bowl. And so I bless these intentions. I know that the light, that the love, the joy, the peace, the abundance, the good health, that all of these intentions are part of God itself. And that it is God's good pleasure to have, to have its love, its life, its joy, its peace, its abundance, its harmony. It is God's good pleasure to have all of those flow through us. 
And so I bless these intentions. I know they are fruitful. I know they come to pass. I know that they will dwell in our practitioner room and that the benefit of hundreds of prayers will move through them, creating truly a world that works for everyone. And so for this, I give great thanks. I let it be. And together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for being here for our Golden Bowl. Now is our time of conscious contribution. I invite you to take your gift or your tithe, whatever it is you've brought to share with us today. I know those of you online can go to cslportland.org donate. There's a variety of ways for you to donate online as well as in person. If you'd like, you can take your gift and just place it over your heart and repeat after me. Graciously, I give, Graciously I give. from a place of love. Knowing that as I give, so do I richly receive. Would the ushers please begin collecting the gifts? I'm going to bless the offering in just a second here. I want to share with you, though, the, the sweetest uh, note I got from one of our online uh, audience. She writes from El Salvador, These messages are great inspiration to me, and they have helped me grow a lot during this last year. I really hope to keep on learning and changing my thoughts and beliefs in order to become the person I am meant to be. Thank you so much with love and light, Gabriella. So a shout out to Gabriella in El Salvador. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.